go and top that. Such a waste, a pretty face, but hanging in your nose face. I wish that you would take a look and really stop that. Top that. Well, stop that. I don't really give up about trying to top that. Top that. Stop that. I wish you finally take a real look and really stop that. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Top That, your favorite weekly podcast where we talk about all those lists we talk about every week. My name's Nate. I'm here always with my roommate, Derek. Hey, what's up, guys? And my friend, his sister, Sabrina. Hello. Before we go any further, there's steel deals for apartment water on our (laughs) Instagram, Top That Dude. On Instagram, T-O-P-T-H-A-T-D-U-D-E. Check it out. It's day, hot water, folks. Day, day 12 water, you guys. Yeah. Day 12. Also some other content separate from uh, from this podcast that you listen to. Some some photos, maybe some memes. <laughs> some memes. Some memes and some uh, things to vote on. Yeah. It's fun. We usually do like a slutty hot or not list, you know. It's very smutty. I said slutty, but I also mean smutty. What's the difference? Slutty, smutty. Because I would call a people magazine. The letter M. I would call a people magazine smut, but I wouldn't call it slutty. It's more like uh, paparazzi-ish. Like uh, it's very, Kardashians is also sluts and smut. See, I feel like smut is like a porno mag or like a hustler or something. To me, that's just my mind. That's I think I, it's just me. it's like low. We're not we're not reading Pride and Prejudice. We're reading like People magazine. It's like a low brow. Like this here's your smut. Okay. <laughs> Smutty and slutty. Learn the difference. If you it, know the difference, chime in. And if you think Instagram is just full of sluts and you don't know how to slide into our DMs, go ahead and check out Facebook. We're on there, too. Top that dude on Facebook. T-O-P-T-H-A-T-D-U-D-E. You won't get those apartment water deals, though. (laughs) Zero water. If you are on Facebook and you haven't checked us out already, you need to check us out in the next 10 seconds. You're going to get seven years of bad luck. I know you believe in that shit. Right. Also, you got to tell like 10 of your friends. Yeah. You got to tag 10 of your friends. There's a kid or in else, Africa who's not going to get surgery because he didn't have yeah, Exactly, or else Benjamin's going to die of cancer. There's a kid in Africa that's going to be, he's going to become a citizen here if you don't tell 10 of your friends, so. You can, you can get a million dollars if you send us 10 grand just so we can release our funds. Also like the page and then you'll be a millionaire. So. I'm a, I'm a prince. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the kind Trust of deals me. we're handing out on Facebook. It's a good deal. It's a great deal. That's a good. Totally test. trustworthy. You guys run into any deals in your life today? Mm, no, because I have not left this apartment. Yes. So no deals. For Actually, me. yes, I have. I oh, we to... got a deal. Oh, sh- okay. I was setting <laughs> you up. Say, okay, thank no. you. <laughs> that you're interrupting me with something. No. Yeah, I went to Bed Bath and Beyond. At $50 queen flannel sheets. They're in the wash right now, getting that uh, factory smell out of them. 
That's what I'm going to be sleeping on tonight, you guys. Getting the come tears sleep on of the Chinese sheets, people out of them. <laughs> what? Tears of the Chinese people that made them out of them. And it was a maybe thing. Like, ah, oh, I guess I could take flannel sheets or leave them. And then I like took a second look and the sheets and the pillowcases and the whole bed thing matched my duvet cover. Ooh. And it was, you know. And they went, Derek. Yeah. Buy us. Derek, hide. Hide. Any deals for you? You made it down the stairs today. Hey. Yeah, that's a deal. And back up. There you go. It was tough. For those of you who less, uh, missed uh, last week's list, Nate, Nate's got a little bum knee. So I It's burned, not a little bum. It's I a burned, lot of bum. I uh, burned three piles of wool. I mean wood. <laughs> three of them? They're all gone? Yeah, all of them. Damn. Yeah. I always get DNL. Right. We gotta, we gotta real you guys got to go buy some more wool. We got a real fireplace. I might do that. It's uh, nice. It's where I spend a lot of my time there. I'll do that when tonight. I'm here. You know what you need to start doing is you slide the couch down a little bit and move thing. one of those red chairs right in front of it so you get the full heat of the fire mm. sitting there. Yeah. Just yeah. Get, get a nice like horror book, like a Stephen King. Let's get a spot book. Well, maybe we need to do a little winter rearranging. Well, it's, it's like, a, you know, when the fire's going, you just slide it over. Just move. It's not a permanent deal. Oh. Yeah. Not it can't be. You seasonal. know what Nate did for me one time? What? It's tough to rearrange. We're both seeing girls at the same time. And we're both like trying to like be supportive like each time. And one time I went out with this girl and Nate was like, Hey, I'll have the living room and the fire built like ready for you, like by the time you come back. Nice. Yeah. And then we just throw in a horror movie and then it went I knew what I was doing. It went very successful that night. It was, I mean, it was good for sex. And I watched from the closet. We, so, <laughs> we had sex that night. It was good. Sex. I hid it under the bed the whole sex. time. We had sex. We had sex. Thunder sex. Yeah, All good. right. Speaking well, of sex, what would we be doing today? Right. Uh, we're talking about, we're doing a draw out of the hat episode again. Um, we've done this a couple times before. Um, and we're going to be talking about a lot of firsts. I so, wish we had sound effects. Well, maybe we can get sound effects. I don't I know. know. I was just thinking about it. We got a lot of buttons over here. I just wish they made sound effects. Like, could you imagine? We're doing a hat episode. Beep! <laughs> Beep! Hat episode. Hat episode. Beep! We need Jack Blacks from Orange County. I, I don't know, man. Like a fucking hat. Yeah. <laughs> Beep! <laughs> or you know, loser, or just some, I don't know you mean like something that says talk to the hand. Gross, Granny. Granny. <laughs> I need if I I think all of us should have a few buttons and we all should pick out our own sound bites. Now which one was this? Yeah. That's the laser. That's this one. I like that one. I'm gonna pepper that in a lot. <laughs> I want a button where I press it, it's Whitney Houston's voice. Kiss my ass! <laughs> If I ever disagree with one of your guys' opinion, yeah. or just kiss my ass. I hey, love it. shut up. <laughs> it's also a good one. I'll or something a, that like I I'll really don't want to talk about. Give me chunks. Come on, you guys. I'll take a Tom Bosley. <laughs> Tom. The body. The body. I'll take the. Why are you so uptight? <laughs> Let's get sound effects in here. Sound effects. Let's do Next it. Next on the list. Anywho, we are doing a draw out of the hat episode. 
And we're talking about first. I'm so. excited about this because I was not here for the brainstorming process. I have no clue what's in this freaking bowl. It's a lot of generic first. Um, I mean, we are three single, child-free, unmarried I feel humans. Like, I feel like this. Is I've had a kid before. Well, I that's kick your fucking ass. <laughs> um, yeah. So we are. We have as many firsts as we can have. You know, within our short lives. I feel lives, but like you guys, this, you're setting up my intervention or something. Like I'm, they're all gonna be tailored to me. I'm gonna open the first one. It's me. When was the first time you Table. slept? You slept past two p.m. Okay, Every one you of guys, them come is, on, Derek. We're here for you. You know, shut up, man. Let me it's go not first. Your fault. Let me go first. I'm excited. I know it's not. Can I go first? No. Yeah, Seriously, Derek. First. It's not your fault. Don't do this to me, man. Not you, man. Not you. All right. Um, just chair keep, noise. Keep your discards on away from the pile. Can but I put you in that pile? <sighs> yeah, I guess. Goddamn discard. Fucking next. <laughs> okay, so Derek, you're going for. Are you reading? Or are you gonna? Are we reading to oh. each other, or is uh, are you like gonna read and answer it? Nate, you read for me, just because I don't want Sabrina to read the sex question for me. I'll read to her. <laughs> okay. <she wants> <laughs> But you want to answer first, right? That's that's right. Derek wants yeah. to answer okay. question first. Yeah. Question one. Nate, what's your question? What was the first concert you attended? Oh, awesome! I have a great story for this. Woohoo! Okay, uh, freshman year of high school. Derek, uh, tell us about your first concert. Uh, freshman year. What is this? Two thousand three. Were you yeah, 07 or 06? 2002 into 2003. Yes, 2002 into 2003. Okay. So, so fall LeBron, of 2002. LeBron James's rookie year. My senior year of high school. Yes. My eighth grade year. Ooh. So our parents had a friend that was a few years younger than them, but was like two decades younger than them in spirit. His name was Hiram. Hiram was dope as fuck. Hiram didn't have kids. That's the only reason why he had more, like, you know. He didn't have kids, life. but, like, he was this huge Hawaiian guy from Astoria, and it was one of my dad's first friends when he moved from Seattle. And uh, They played basketball all the time. They played together. basketball all the time. They, they were pretty much all under the same shit, all under the same movies. Uh, he was definitely into the same music that me and Anthony were in. We both listened to rap and shit. But uh, I got home. Uh, it was, like, a weekday. It was, like, a Wednesday. And one day and uh freshman year and he stops by the house like dude what are you doing tonight and i'm like what do you mean he's like i have tickets for corn and disturbed at the memorial coliseum up in portland which was two hours away at the time um you want to roll do you have any other friends that want to go because uh I'll, like this group of girls just all bailed on me so i have like four extra tickets and it's just gonna be you and me and I was like, oh, my God, I've never heard a single song from either of them. I, this is at a time where, like, I was still finding my identity. So, like, I was a hard, like, it was either hip-hop or die. That's all I listened to. And it's like, if you listen if you listen to anything else, you were gay. Jeez. Like, because I didn't know how to, like, not have a good time outside of, like, oh, this is what my older brother listens to, so this is what I listen to. So um, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I think I got the okay from my mom. I was like can I go for this tonight? I'll be back later. And she's like, ah, uh, that's fine. 
I ran across the street to our friend Billy Ash, who lived over there, because I knew that he was into the same music. And I I was like, hey, Billy, do you want to go to... Yes. <laughs> and then that was that. So we went up there, uh, the three of us. We were in like a whole bench seat truck together. Shout out Billy Ash. We yeah. love you. Yeah. So we're there. We get there. We have decent tickets. But there are two sections. There's like the seat section. Then there's like the floor mosh pit section. And... The general light. mission. That's right. what that's called general mission. I'm looking the whole time. I'm like, what is that? Why aren't we in there? And he's like, number Hiram was like, number one, I'm not fucking going in. And then number two, we don't have those tickets. And Billy's like, Yeah, that's called the mosh pit. This is what happens. People just banging into each other. And like 14 me was like, That's awesome. How do we get down there? And Billy's always been a kind of like a sneaky little water bug. Very <laughs> respectful, but like yeah, like, let me slide through. Yeah, he can, like, twinkle toe himself anywhere. <laughs> so I made it clear to him. I was like, dude, we have to get down there. So we spent the first hour of the concert up in GA with Hiram uh, brainstorming ideas. And we uh, we settled on one idea, and this was it. So everyone had f- the floor bracelet. That was, like, the bracelet you couldn't take off, the hard one, and it was green. And out in the concession stands, they had, like, already, like, pre-poured, like, sodas and waters, and they had green straws in them. So what we were going to do is walk by slowly, grab, like, three or four straws and run back and then just try and, like, tie those together and try and, like, have that just be a little bullshit, like, green thing around our wrist trying to get through. That was the best plan we could come up with. It's a pretty good plan. Right. right? And then we realized whenever, because there was a... I can't believe I remember this. There was a band that opened up for both of them, and it was called Trust Company. After Trust, Same, all right. After Trust Company gets off, um, there is Popped a mass. Off. There is a mass exodus off the floor into whatever people want to do: use the bathroom or like see the concessions and things like that. And we kind of saw that there was no real way for them to check everyone's bracelet. They're just kind of like, if you look like you fit in, you're there. So we're like, dude, we just got to get in that crowd. So that's what we did. When Corn takes, uh, is about to take the stage, he's like, and I never done a fucking wrong thing in my life. I was still like, our dad laid the law down. Like, if you ever have a teacher call this house or you get detention or anything like that, it's your ass, Mr. Postman. <laughs> so like, we were ruled by fear. So this was like the first bad thing I had ever done. I'm like, I never stole a thing from a store or like, took a drink of alcohol or smoked weed or a fucking a cigarette. I never cut a single day of grade school or high school, like, class, ever. Um, Nerd. Right. Um, Some of us wanted to succeed. Okay, mister. <laughs> My parents never caught me doing anything. So. Don't get caught. Corn's about to take the stage. They succeed. make this announcement, and Billy's just like, hey, keep your head down. Keep your jaw clenched. Follow me. Let's go. We're going to walk through. Keep your jaw clenched. We're going to walk through. It's a real thing. Okay. Get fucking knocked out. The dude, the doorman bouncer looked like he was 6'8". He's the biggest guy in the world. Doorman. I'm like, oh, shit. This isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. We walk by. It goes off. with. I'm expecting him to grab me by my neck. 
and he's one foot behind me, then two feet, then four feet, and I'm creating a bigger distance, we're safe. We get into the middle of the floor. We're like, holy shit, I cannot believe that just happened. The first thing we do is we look back, like we find our seats, and we see Hiram back there, and we're just waiting for, like, we're both staring at him, like, look at us, look at us, look at us. And we finally connect, like, uh, eyes, and his eyes just go wide, like, oh, you guys did it. Awesome. <laughs> that's, that's dope. So two dope things happened. Um, the lead guitarist or singer, I forget which one, his name is called, his name is Monkey. He was in a back brace. Billy was the first one to point this out. He's like, he's usually uh, bouncing across the stage, like, but he's moving in one, like, he's not moving and you can tell like he's in a brace, like he had hurt himself or something like that. He had a, uh, a mic stand and his mic stand, uh, it was just like, dink 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 of um guitar picks like he had 30 guitar picks like set into this thing like where he could just take like if you were to drop one he could like take another one he took one off and threw it into the crowd i'm like 30 feet away from the stage reach up my hand like a one in a million shot goes straight into my hand i bring it down the crowd behind me gets into a 30 car pileup on the fucking ground trying to find this pick <laughs> Billy looked at me like I just assassinated Osama bin Laden. Do you know what you realize you've just done? Do you know what you have in your hand? And I was like, oh, I don't Billy know. looking at it like the fucking golem looks at the ring. Yeah. <laughs> it's my precious. Exactly. And then um, a girl, like, there was a lot of, like, very, like, slutty looking, like, there's a dog collar on the screen. Scenesters. Yeah. And they went right over my head. And I was like, dude, that girl d barely had anything on. But that was cool. But what was she doing? And like a third guy was like, oh, that's called crowd surfing, dude. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And he's like, yeah, that's, do you want to go crowd surfing? I was like, fuck yeah, that looks awesome. He's like, okay, you guys ready? Let's lift him up. And this third guy and Billy lift me up. And they go one, two, three. And they throw me up and everyone was ready for it. And I surfed forward towards the stage and it was amazing they were like it was very supportive like they were just i was rolling so fast i get to the front of the stage like where the front of the people are and then there's a gap between the end of the crowd and the stage crowd control yeah i get down and realize i'm the only one there except for some bouncers you got to go all the way around to the front of the door you're still on the, the floor to get back to like where everyone is like the pit and I realized it was just me and like six other, like they're all workers. And I was like, what did I just do? <laughs> and I got through, this, let's call it six security checkpoints real quick until the last one. And I get past it. And just like the last time, I'm like, okay, I'm one foot away. I'm two feet away. I'm four foot. And then the dude grabbed my wrist <laughs> and he goes, where's your bracelet? And I, and I looked at him like the best acting job of all time. I go, it, it, it got ripped off, dude. And he goes, okay, show me your ticket then. And then at that point, I was just like, gave my ticket. And then he looked at it real quick. And then he goes, and he grabbed me. He goes, this doesn't say floor, does it? Get your ass over here. And they uh, brought me into the back. And uh, it's like a holding cell. A couple, like one dude is in like he's real fucked up with, with uh, handcuffs on. There's like another couple guys like thrown up and there's like people getting medical attention. And he's like, uh, okay, uh, here's the deal. We're taking your Polaroid. And they, they took a picture of me and they put like it on the wall. It's like, uh, if you ever come back here and fuck up again, you're banned for life. Uh, where are your parents? What? Oh my God. What? <laughs> yeah. 
That's the most intense getting in trouble at a concert story I've ever, like, what they did to you. I was mortified. So, and Hiram has no clue this is happening to you. Yeah, he's like, Where the fuck are your parents? And I was like, uh, He's right, like, where my seat on that ticket that you're holding is, he's right next to him, humongous guy. And, he, and I was like, I can escort you to him. He's like, No, you're not fucking leaving here. I was like, Okay. And I, okay. I sat there for like 20 minutes. And then they leave and they come back with Hiram. And like, Hiram looks pissed. And he's like, what the fuck is going on here? And he's like, yeah, your son just got kicked out. And he's like, you take my keys. You know where my car is. Don't fucking turn anything on. Sit there. Don't fucking make a sound. And I was so like, I was like, I'm sorry. I fucked up. I feel so bad about this. I don't know what to do. And I just sat there for like an hour. And then like when they finally like came out out of the concert, because there's still like another hour and a half to two hours of the concert. Um, he acted like nothing was wrong. I was like, are you mad at me? He's like, what? No, I don't give a fuck. I just had to act like I was your dad at that point. <laughs> that's, that's exactly awesome. how I would react. That's that's ludicrous that they like took you into a holding cell. I yeah, was 14. 14 I, years I never old. like had gotten into trouble in my life. Even not 14. The right. response at a concert is, does this say floor? Right. You Go back to your seat. Yeah. Get the fuck back up to where this says it is. Right. That's the most ridiculous shit. Yeah. Right. And like, I just look at me, both of you right now. I just shaved. I look like I'm five. Imagine when I was 14. Did like, you go Did I you go in the mosh pit? Oh, fuck yeah. It was awesome. And I remember at, at the time I was like still bigger than Billy. Like Billy's a tiny kid. Um, but he was like, he's like, put both your hands almost under your chin around your neck, almost like you're trying to punch yourself and then use that to fucking hit people. Like, bring your elbows up so you can hit, you know, and that, that's what you do when you get into the mosh pit. You see, you're ready to fight. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I, re- you know, and then I was like, oh, let's go crowd surfing. <laughs> so, Brina, did you ever do that shit? Uh, no, not, not, I never gone to like a hard rock concert like that and been down in the mix. Um, but it sounds fun. That's an excellent first concert yeah. experience. I mean, it's probably scary, but like such a good story. Yeah, those, for- those concerts were Nate's high school. Oh, I bet. By a lot of them by myself. Yeah. And just going for it. Every every time they show like the bad side of uh, Keith and uh, Adam DeMamp on the Righteous Gemstones when they're dressed up, (laughs) I feel like that was an answer. I went to um, uh, Jamma 95.5, which was a, it's a Portland radio station. I don't think it's jamming 95.5 anymore. Fart dude in the morning. Jamming 95.5. But they did a concert series that was called the Hip Hop Jam. And so they had a bunch of like popular artists at the time. And they did like like a couple springs in a row. Like rock concert. Was that not Summer Jam? No, it was was like a Summer Jam, but it was like springtime. We got the tickets in the spring. I know it's not rock. It's in the name you said was Hip Hop Jam. Uh, But we got general admission floor tickets and we got there was like a big group of us that all were from the same school that went together and my friend dominic and i we were all, yeah we love d um he grabs my hand we're on the floor he grabs my hand and starts dragging me through the crowd and he's like probably six three maybe big big guy and uh drags me through and we make it to the like very 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 front like we're at that barricade and everybody's just pushing forward pushing forward like super crazy and it was really really fun i had a ton of fun down there i've 
but I messed up. I messed a, a lot of people doing that to me in my day. Yeah. Like, cause I got to the front pretty often. Yeah. And I'd be on the front and people would like get on my back and start pushing me. And I'd go in on the barrier yeah. and like launch myself backwards. Yeah. I elbowed a girl in the face one time. Mm. I did have Sounds floor like she tickets. She did. I had floor tickets to Fallout Boy, and I don't remember that being crazy. That was just like a lot of jumping up and down. It's a lot of. It wasn't hard. Fallout Boy got could get crazy. <laughs> yeah, the one I went to was not. I fucked up some people at yeah. Fallout Boy. Uh, I bet when they played Dance Dance, just everyone turned on each other. <laughs> dance Dance, let's fight. It was more yeah. uh, pre-Dance Dance. Back in the day, Fallout Boy was a little harder. Yeah, and so the crowd, like the people that opened for him, were a little harder. So it was good. Yeah. Shout out Jake Bogue's favorite band. Fall Shout out, out Nate's high school favorite band. That's what's up. You you know where they got that name, right? Uh, Millhouse. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You so in the ep- in the episode of The Simpsons where it's like radioactive, man, the big comic book here for him, and they're filming it, and like it's pretty much a Batman or Robin type thing, like the. the the Robin, his name is oh, yeah, Fallout Boy. This, yeah, Millhouse gets the part. I saw a little-known band open for them called Panic at the Disco one time. Nice. Titty. Yeah, uh, good stuff. They're fun. What is a? Uh, what's the song? I remember it blew up and everyone was on it. Uh, it was the Panic at the Disco? Haven't you heard of closing the goddamn door? Uh, oh. Well, imagine yeah, yeah. we're all pacing the fuse <laughs> in a church corridor, and I can't help but to hear. That transformed my county, Little Classic County. Everyone had the like, the one point bang going all the way down to their eye the emo with just like emo, emo swoosh. Yeah, with just like the the MSN messenger status. Like my pat, my future hates my past right now. Like you don't, <laughs> you don't know what I've gone through. Like. My wrists say don't open till Christmas. Oh my <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's someone's song. Someone has a song oh, titled that. Wow. But it's good concert shit. When Panic at the Disco came out, everyone was wearing dick jeans from Zoomies. Cause I mean it was like Panic at the Disco and Zoomies had just hit Classic County. Like Zoomies opened everyone up in Seaside. There were that there like they were at like the beginning of like the emo punk, like good Charlotte. And all those dudes. Yeah. yeah. Tight jeans with skater shoes, even if you never picked up a, sca- a skateboard in your fucking life. You're right. You're right. I hate my father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're mad at your dad, not at me. With like like the Etnies brand shirt. Jeez. What a time to be alive. Yeah. First concert. Let's do the next one because nice. that answer was a long one. <laughs> okay. Nice. First concert. Yeah. It's a dope first concert story. It's a good story. Thanks, Bob. Disturbed in corn. Yeah, yeah, I love corn. If you haven't seen uh, or heard "Disturbed Sound of Silence," check it out. I love corn falling away from me. I love real that quick. Song. Right before I read for Sabrina, I feel like I I work with the like. I told you one time. Remember when I bought uh, my PlayStation and then I bought Spider Man because everyone was talking about Spider Man, but I never had a chance to play it. And you were like played Spider Man all the time. Mm-hmm. And one of my flight attendants I work with is just like. Do you ever do you ever play video games? She was like an older woman, like a fifty, and she's like, she did the voice. No, uh, she's like, do you ever play video games? I was like, yeah. She's like, do you ever play PlayStation Four? And I was like, yeah. And then, but I only had like two games from my PlayStation Four. And she and their next question was, do you ever play Spider Man? And I'm like, yes, like that's one. And she goes, there, there's a character. It's a female villain. 
that she named. I forget the name of it. But she's like, my daughter did the voice of it. Looked and showed me pictures and shit. And then I immediately forwarded those to Nate. I'm like, Nate. And he was playing them right now. I'm like, dude, look at this. The flight attendant I'm working for. And like that. And then another flight attendant was like, oh, yeah, my daughter's um, married to a basketball player. His name is uh, Jose. Uh, Jose Juan Barea. Barea. I'm like, your fucking daughter's married to J.J. Barea. I'm a huge Mavs fan. And she's like, yeah, that's his name. And then, uh, fuck, why did he bring the story up? That's exactly I was just what about I to was say. wondering. I was about to ask, is, did you just get the question, this is the first time you met someone who knew a famous person? No, why did I, no, I swear to God, this was going to be tied into something. We were talking about corn and disturbed. The sound <laughs> we of went. silence. Oh, yeah, 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 that's why, that's why, that's why. Uh, just recently, like a month ago, um, the flight attendant in the back was just like, yeah, um, my um, my daughter's married to the lead singer from Corn. Like, here's pictures and just showed me. I was like, oh shit! That, I, and I told her that story. I'm like, I that my very first concert was Corn Undisturbed. There you go. And there you go. Yeah, it's a great way to stay in shape. Absolutely, Brina, you ready for yours? Yeah, let's okay. do this. Here we go. What's the first thing you wanted to be when you were a kid? Hmm. First thing I wanted to be when I was a kid, the earliest memories that I have as far as like wanting to be anything was a cross between a fly girl or an actress. I started dancing when I was six years old. I don't have a lot of memories of like big aspirations really prior to that, but I wanted dad would let us watch Living Color when we were little and so when I found out that you could dance on TV and get paid for it not only that it was like a dope dance like they were right. just all like hip hop fucking looking right. like bad bitches well and there was nothing like that offered in Astoria Morton where I was taking dance classes I feel like we were the only kids to watch in Living Color in that whole county I know of a couple other people that were watching it but it not a lot of people were watching it when we were watching it, I feel like that's why we I didn't have get banned from a lot of TV when we were young. A little warped sense of humor. Absolutely. Is, well, like my, I'm even like a three, four years younger than you and Anthony. And when like kids my age were watching Rugrats and like more gentle shit, I was watching Rug uh, and Living Color with you guys. And then when Mom and Dad were like away, I was watching Jerry Springer and MTV The Grind. Oh, totally. We watched like we we watched all the normal cartoons and stuff, but um, we definitely watched a lot of MTV, a lot of late night, a lot of primetime stuff. You know, I was I watched the opening uh, or the premiere episode of Melrose Place with my mom. That was in 1993. I was eight years old. I was five. I was watching four, Melrose Place at eight years old. There is a, there is a memory that I have. And it was one of the very first memories where I felt like you guys were all against me. We were watching a Melrose place. And I was trying to like, I was looking for something to like contribute towards the conversation you guys were having. And something bad had happened to like one of the girls on TV. And then I looked at you guys. I was like, wasn't that fun when she got mugged? What? Yeah, I swear to God. And then Anthony immediately came back. He's like, wasn't it fun when you got your ass kicked or something like that? And then I left mom's room crying. I was like, Jesus. Uh. I, was, I didn't know. Like, is that, was that bad? 
It's like a robot trying to be human. Is that bad? do. Isn't this human stuff fun? (laughs) But yeah, I was trying so hard to like, you guys were like talking back and forth and I was like, oh my God, look what she's wearing. I can't wait to wear something that cute. And I was like, wasn't it fun when she got mugged? Yeah, what do you expect? You were like five or six years old. (laughs) Bleep, blower, I'm a robot. (laughs) Blop, blop, mugging, fun. (laughs) (laughs) Nate, what was the first bad show? Because you definitely uh uh, you know, grew up. Lived a more restricted um, life. You were a more sheltered, uh, raised better kid than we were. So it was like the first bad show that you were able to watch or watched without your parents knowing. I don't know if I can remember. Maybe South Park. That's a good one. That's a good bad one. A lot of like the family guy, South Park, those types were the ones that I'd catch. Like when I started to get left the home alone and they were on in the middle of the day, those were the ones that I'd watch. I used to love catching Jerry Springer when I'd stay home. Family guy. Very rare. Um, All I gave a fuck about in high school was basketball and like, you know, being on the basketball team. Our um, coach was very religious. And that was one of the rules. He sat us down. He goes, all right, hey, we're sharing a bus ride with the girls. I know a couple of you were dating them. Here are the rules. You cannot sit next to a girl on the bus. There is no rap music with vulgar lyrics to be played uh, during our warm-ups. And absolutely, positively, no family guy. Wow. What? Yeah. Because like, people were just starting to bring like uh, portable DVD players and yeah, laptops yeah, yeah. on the bus and shit like that. He's like, under no means... Weird. Are you, are you watching Family Guy? <sighs> the one like adult show, and it's not even really an adult show, but of the sitcoms, it has some adult themes in there. Was Seinfeld? Yeah. I can watch Seinfeld. That's a good show. Dude, well, yeah. I'm not upset about it. Right. I'm just great saying show. that's a good show. Yeah, great show to <laughs> yeah. let me watch. Everybody loves Raymond. That's just a good. Show. I could watch that. <laughs> Is that I'll it? Ray? That. Do you want to fuck me? Ray. Is that it? <laughs> one of my guilty pleasure like sitcom shows, King of Queens. Nice. I fucking that love the funny. King of Queens. I yeah. like Kevin James. I don't get. I do too. Him. You ever seen uh, what's the one where he's an MMA fighter? No. Uh, here comes the boom. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Okay. That's nice. cool. good. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. I liked him and Leah Remini together. Yeah. I thought they were a good pair. But, Hello, Stacy. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I wanted to be a fly girl when I was a kid. That's cool. <laughs> I, I feel yeah. like every fly girl had like her hair in a scrunchie. They had the hair in a scrunchie. They wore a, a lot of spandex on. and black nylons and boots. And I feel like every fly girl looked like uh, Swell's friends from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. <laughs> That's not far off. Right. <laughs> and they were choreographed by Rosie Perez, and I loved every second of it. I wanted to be that. You're so I couldn't stupid. wait till they offered hip hop classes at my dance. It's Rosie Perez. Come on. That was spot on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that first. You're like, if that was Rosie Perez, why are you calling her stupid? <laughs> well, let's move on. Nate, you wanna take your first question? Do I ha- do I have a choice? No. Yeah. You do not. It's question rape right here. Uh it says Marcus the Worm. <laughs> hey Nate. Tell us about your first pet. First pet was a dog that was there before I was born. Its name was Ginger. It was a golden retriever, and it was one of the sweetest dogs I've ever had. Mm. We, was, don't, we don't deserve dogs as a human race. She was awesome. She was one of those dogs. She didn't. She played. 
but she wasn't like a act like super hyper throw the ball i'm gonna jump on you all that she was just one of those ones that like mellow would come and lay by you wag her tail sit and you know do her thing had her till she died of tumors tumors it's not a tumor it was a tumor it was a tumor how old are you when she died Ten to twelve. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah, she was like twelve, thirteen, fourteen when she died. Yeah. It wasn't like she got a tumor when she was eight. Right, right, right. It was like she was an old dog. She got old dog tumors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had old dog tumors. (laughs) That's what happens when you get old. You get tumors. It's easier. Right. But yeah, it was time for her to go. She had like hip dysplasia starting and like, you know, when the, when they start to get so old that they like, it's hard for them to get up and move around and whatever. Her skin got really oily. Yeah. I didn't like that part. Yeah. She was a good dog though. And she made the transition for like when she was starting to get older, I got a puppy for Christmas and she like, you know, transitioned that dog. Right. Yeah. So that's nice. Well, Ginger. Yeah. That was her name. Shout out Ginger. Shout out Ginge. She sounded like Shout a good doggo. She was. Oh. First cat. Yeah. Spotty. Nice. Best cat I've. <laughs> Don't let Tappy go here. Best cat I had before having my own pets. There you go. There you go. Uh, I was in the bathtub at about three years old. Uh, I think. My mom was giving me a bath. Like, I was still a little kid. Right. This was one of my first memories. And my dad came in with a box. And I was like, oh, what's that thing? And he set it down next to the bath, and I peeked in, and this cat just went, oh, It was a kitten. Did you die? A little bit. I cried. I think. <laughs> I think. Uh, but this cat was just the cool. It was an indoor-outdoor cat, and it was one of the only cats we had that survived until... Like older cat. Yeah. It was dope as shit though. That's Go out sad. in the day, come back at night, would sleep with me every night. Aww. It was like a dog would come when I called it. Like yeah. Spotty, come here. And immediately we'd come running. That's awesome. Dope cat. We only had one pet growing up and she lived for a fucking eternity. Yeah. She was the coolest. Our little mutt dog Sasha. She was a she was a German Shepherd mixed with a Doberman Pinscher. And she was like, people nah, were like, oh, she's. Dad never a- knew what exactly she was mixed with. That's just what our guesses were. Dad thought she might have had a little greyhound in her. She had uh, kind of like the German shepherdy coloring mixed Gor- with the Doberman gorgeous coloring. Gorgeous color. Yeah. I'm going to say she was Doberman Pinscher. Okay. German Shepherd. With Thank a little you. greyhound. Thank you, Nate. Um, yeah, we could throw some greyhound in there. My dad brought her home. She was just a little puppy, and he made this huge lie. We didn't know it at the time. So he brings her home, and he says that he accidentally hit this puppy on his way out, like coming home from work. And she had, a like, a scar on her belly, and he had to, like, take her to the vet and take care of her, and we were just going to have her temporarily, and blah, 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 blah. And so... We were jacked. I was in the sixth grade I was when he third. brought her home. And she was so cute. And then a few days later, my mom gets a phone call from the vet and was like, hey, I'm just checking up on the puppy you got and uh, seeing if she's recovering from her spay and neuter surgery. 
So my dad had like went and got this dog. And then got it <laughs> and spayed and got neutered. Got it spayed and neutered. And then brought it home and lied about it. If if my future wife told me I couldn't get a dog, I would do the exact same thing. Ah, I hit this dog right. on the way home. Now we got to keep it. Right. Oops. And so obviously my mom ended up loving her too, but... Uh. But it was just such a funny thing that my dad, my dad got caught in the lie because the doctor called. I like that move though. That's a good, that's yeah. a good move by your she dad. She was so fucking smart. She was super smart, super smart, and so protective of the house. And then, like, she she was just trustworthy. Like, she obviously she went through growing pains of like what to do right and what to do wrong. But like when she grew up, like she had a lot of credit cards. Yeah. <laughs> Like, we, we had a yard, but there wasn't any fence to the yard, and past the yard was the street and things like that. So at a, we would just let her outside, like, where she could, like, get some fresh air, Go to pee the in the yard or She'd something like that. come back to the door. Come back to the door and bark once. It wasn't like, like, like or scratching or something like that. She would sit there patiently and once. Like, just she knew what the move was. She basically got rid, because our dad would, like, rule with fear too she got ruled the same as we did um but anyone like the diegos chris diego who i was the best man for uh last year moved next door brag journal anytime they would approach the house she would just very calmly flash a knife in the window smart dog yeah but i mean what Those i really mean, she would go ape shit so overprotective she would snap she would watch patiently Waiting, flies or bees through the through the air. Wait for them to get close enough, and then snap them out of the air. She got stung once in the mouth. Oh, by stung bees, is a so baby in the mouth. She fucking hated anything yeah. that flied. Said she, this was a smart dog. Yeah, <laughs> she she would. Well, sleep. she was smart enough, but she couldn't escape the wrath of Derek. Derek would roll her up in a carpet like a fucking burrito and body slam her onto the couch. I was I was bad to her. He was evil to her. I didn't do that to Ginger. Yeah, I was bad to her like that. And then, like, it was like she just became like my first love. Like after I had gotten older, and she was, was the like, coolest. And then when I was old enough to drive, she would like come with me everywhere and just I wouldn't put her in the back; I'd set her in the fucking front seat. Speaking like, of first love or first car, let's see if that's your next one. Yeah, Yay. first car. What was the first sport you ever played? I think I already left the cat out of the bag on this one. Um, we, me, Sabrina, and Anthony grew up in uh, a family that treated basketball religiously. Didn't you play soccer first? The truth comes yeah, out. You were a soccer kid. To have no you shame like in that five statement, years Derek. Old. Yeah, it's not no a bad shame. thing, but you were the only one that played soccer. I remember your soccer pictures. Uh, Hell yeah, that's a dope man. thing. And then you went and did back and Do did the family now? business. We're like, what's You're up? Right. Dual sport. I right. did play soccer. You played soccer first because we weren't allowed to play basketball until the fourth grade. Yeah. But the, what is it called? L-Y-C-A or whatever? L-Y-S. I don't know. Ours was A-Y-S-O. L-C-Y-S-A, Lower Columbia Youth Soccer Association. There you go. And you played soccer for like two seasons and that was it. It wasn't long, but you were really little. I remember the two seasons and they were so drastically different. In what way? The first one I felt like was kindergarten. Everyone was sweet to each other. (laughs) Everyone was like, oh, it's gentle and shit like that. And then the next time I played soccer, I got (laughs) kicked. 
I was the keeper. I got kicked Aaron! out. Aaron! Yeah, I got kicked out of a game for flipping someone off. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what were you for? I don't remember. I remember we were just these little tiny hints of Derek being a psychopath when he was little. And yet he fights it every step of the way. Like, All no, you guys were the assholes. It was the first the first season was like, OK, <laughs> half the season we're going to play, learn how to pass and kick the ball around. The other half is going to be finger painting of love. It's going to be very gentle. You it's just, lippy. You get that. Derek r- walked in that second season. Like, when do I get to fuck somebody up? <laughs> But it was everyone was getting older and shit. So it was like the only people I remember on the team were me, Shane, and Cody. And all three of you were smoking cigs on the sidelines. Yeah. And I remember one time. Can't wait till we can play basketball. (laughs) For some reason, our team just got the shit kicked out of us every game. And sounds like you were playing my team. (laughs) And I remember one time. Uh, th- this woman in the crowd was cheering so loudly for the other team and I remember Shane came up to me like at half field like Radford got scored on he's like god this sucks I'm like yeah fuck do you hear that woman over there and I was like I didn't even see her in the crowd I just like looked over there it was like like it was like a white blob of people and I was like mm, like that like flip the bird Threw up the yeah. bird and then at, towards the end of the game our coach super nice guy the guy that owned the uh, pig and pancakes Oh, Wayne Bob. Pool. Oh, Wayne Pool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, "Hey, uh, Derek, can I talk to you real quick? Did you? Uh, there's a there's a woman that came over that was pretty upset. Did you did you flip her off?" And I remember being like, "Man, and I was like, yeah, I was just kind of upset." He's like, "Man, uh, I probably kind of don't want to do that again." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, cool, cool, cool." And I thought that was the end of it. Someone had told Dad, and Dad fucking like, "The fuck are you doing?" Right. What are you doing? I remember we because like, you were probably seven. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was, I felt, I felt like I was 10 or something like that. Um, but I remember we had like Burger King for dinner and it was on the table and he's like, did you, did you flip someone off in your game? <laughs> Slide you, your burger away. Do, from you. Like, <laughs> do you know how pissed that woman was when you flip, you know, you can't do that. You, what are you doing? Do you know you're an embarrassment to me? It's fucking soccer, Greg. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I did not know how to argue a point or talk, but like there is something that happened in my childhood where like my mind goes blank whenever someone argues against me. And like, even if I like have the case, a good argument up and ready to yeah. go, I just can't get the words. I was like, where I could have just been like, yeah, you're right. I overreacted. I was mad or something like that. Like, yeah. but I just, I was just stared at him. I was like, okay. <laughs> I guess I can't do See, that. I'm the opposite. That's why I was so good at getting away with things. Yeah. And so, yeah, but right on. Yeah, a little, jo- little but, jogged memory but there. Nate, but Nate, your dad wasn't the guy at the start of Ace Ventura. <laughs> I yelled at my dad yeah. when I was a younger soccer player because no. he was my coach. But you're probably good enough to get away with that shit. I think I was. Yeah. I still shouldn't have yelled at my dad. Yeah. So my first, yeah, you're right. My first sport was soccer. I cool. yelled at a lady one time that was kind of like your flip-off story, except I didn't flip her off. I just yelled at her because I was on a breakaway in our school league and someone blew a whistle from the sidelines and I stopped. Everybody stopped and the defenders came up and got the ball. I turned around and looked at it, all the parents and I was like, who blew it? I think you told me this story. Who blew that whistle? So who blew it? <laughs> I was a little asshole when I was like six to freshman year of high school. Six, <laughs> sixth grade to freshman year of high school. <laughs> Sixth grade okay. to freshman year of high school. There's a soccer player, Nate. There's a girl in the crowd like, Mom, I think that's the guy that elbowed me at the concert. Look at him. Uh, yeah. I saw the funniest meme the other day that was there. like... Should have been standing there. 
the scariest humans in the on the planet are middle schoolers. They haven't learned empathy yet. They're like literally walking around as psychopaths. Yeah, I would yell it. Like I get frustrated at people now playing because I played with you know people that are more rec league oriented. Right. When I was younger, I would get mad at people on the field, and I would tell them that I was mad at them. Oh. What are you doing? Oh no! It was before I like I feel like I've I over empathize with people like I am full of empathy, but there was a point in my life where I had zero. There I had fucking zero, and it, it was at a point where like me and Drew would meet in the hallway at junior high, like it was a business meeting, and he's just like, "Uh, yeah, I ran the numbers today. It looks like Virgil's having a bad day, so let's go fuck with him." And then at lunchtime, <laughs> we can do this. It sounds like an Eric Cartman South Park. No, right. it was literally like that. We're like, <laughs> okay, okay yeah. yo, Virgil. All right, butters, uh, this is what we're doing today. Yeah, no. <laughs> It was literally like that. I'm not kidding you. I was like, okay, cool. I think that fills up our day. Okay, let's get, let's get to work. All right. Like crazy person. <laughs> and because we just didn't know how to like feel bad for people. Oh my god. I would like to say that me and Drew are very good, wholesome, normal kids. Yeah, now. you're great now, but man, mm. it was a struggle. You're all right. <laughs> you're all right, dude. All right. Let's what's get next? Brandon, Brandon, you ready? Yeah. I like these ones. These are fun. Oh, and it's perfect for Sabrina. Brina, what was your first drink? Nah. <laughs> Brina was an alcoholic by 15. Brina, when was the first time you pooped yourself? Ooh, definitely a kid. <laughs> um, so I definitely remember having a first sip of beer ever was when I was very, very little kid. And it was with grandpa at the when we were living at the Riverine apartment. And it was one of those like, yeah, give her a sip. She's a kid. You I mean, feel so cool. No, I didn't like it. I remember oh. not liking it. And well, no, you don't like it. I'm saying you feel so because I had one of those experiences. Yeah, like, you want a sip? Here, right. try a sip. And you can't and hide you're like, the Ugh, yeah the extreme bitterness on your face. Like it, it was really good. <laughs> I don't at the mean, same time, I felt cool. I, was I like, don't mm. remember feeling cool. I just remember like being like, you know, and they all chuckle and think it's funny. And I was probably like three, four years old. Um, oh, I mean, it was pretty young, but. Um, and then I remember one time accidentally taking another sip off of like a Kahlua and coffee or something like that. And I didn't like that. And then the first time I got like the first time I actually consciously was having a drink of alcohol. Made the decision. I want to drink alcohol. Made the decision. I was 11. Huh. Yeah. And it was at Lisa Tag's house. And Jesus Christ, I can't remember. We definitely all shared a beer, me, her and her brother, Nick. And then I feel like Lisa was drinking some red wine, too. Or Did something. you guys get fucked up? No. Oh, no. Um, but do you remember feeling anything at all? No. Oh, um, you think a little kid would be right. But also, I have very weird yeah. genes when it comes to drinking. <laughs> Um, (laughs) (laughs) we need that as a soundbite but Lisa's mom found out about it and our moms work together 
And so told my mom. Oh, that rat. Right. Yeah. Bitch. Bitch. Yeah. And so my mom pulls me into the back room in the family room and like sits me down and asks me about it. I immediately start crying and immediately start denying it. <laughs> like, no, no, no. no. I, was, I was there, but I didn't have it. I swear to God, Lisa's bitch. I know. <laughs> she put it on me. Nick touched me. Right. But yeah, I was 11 years old. So 11, I was in the sixth grade. That was the first time I ever had like chose to have a drink of alcohol that's fucking wild is it to me yeah so, you said well, that was the first time i grew up very too. differently yeah yeah that you consciously wanted it at well 11. just not even not necessarily that i wanted it but wanted to try it i mean like i was ready and willing like being, i want to i want to taste I, that beer just the, the imagination of being a parent mortifies me that like your young ass kids are out there like drinking and fucking just like getting into shit like that the youngest i was around alcohol that wasn't like parents and whatever i think i was 11 did you say 11 yeah i don't think 11 is first grade i said sixth grade oh i thought you said first grade that's why flipped me yeah so yeah it might have been like 12 for me i didn't do any of it but my friends were taking shots oh wow a like, bunch of Anthony's friends in seventh, sixth, and seventh grade were already smoking weed. Yeah, Holloway. Yeah. Shout yeah. out Holloway. Right. So, I mean, that to me is—I mean, I guess it's both scary, but that to me was such a huge. Weed was so like demonized back then that it was like you're doing drugs. This is drugs. You know, drugs. gateway drugs. <laughs> but that uh, lion from Dare would yell at you, right? Um, but yeah, that was the first time. And then I stayed, I think I probably got pretty freaked out by that, by, you know, basically getting caught for it. And I stayed pretty level for the next year and a half. It's called straight line, straight <laughs> right. edge. Um, and then me and Lisa, same girl, um, we drank uh, together our New Year's during eighth grade. Who is this terrible influence? She didn't have a dad part of the time. And didn't have yeah. a dad. I feel like we all kind of grew the fuck up at that tag residence because right. I had a, a lot of shit happened at that residence. I had a pretty uh, bad experience there when right. I was a seven year old. Derek got into a fucking three wheeler wreck and ran into a, uh, a barbed wire fence and got all slashed up. Really I bad. wrecked a three wheeler with Lisa on it, almost broke her leg. Um, I was on, they had horses. I ended up on the back of a bucking pregnant horse with no saddle, nothing. Oh. Managed to stay on it. Uh, got drunk a few Great times journal. on the farm or on the farm. Um, yeah, we was just fucking running amok there. A lot of firsts. Yeah. But yeah, that was my first, first drink. Uh, Nate, are you ready for your next? First? I've been ready. Been ready. You done been ready. This is a fun one. You're a fun one. Hey, what was the first CD you bought with your own money? The first CD I remember buying with my own money was, hold on, I got to look up the name of the album too. It was a classic rock guy. I guess now he's classic rock. It was one guy, but it wasn't really one guy. If you know, if you know what I'm saying. Is it Lou Vega? No. (laughs) It was not. It was Weird Sugar Al. Ray. 
I believe it was Bon Jovi these days. Shut up. Yep. Nice. I'm As a kid, I, or no, I it wasn't these said days. Bon Jovi, but it I was didn't. Crush. Bon Jovi Crush. Nice. Bon Jovi's our mom's favorite band. Bon Jovi was my favorite band growing up from like when I was. Bon Jovi is six, the answer seven. to one of these questions if I get it later. <laughs> First celeb crush. Yeah. <laughs> John Bon Jovi. I loved him. Yeah. Do you remember your first CDs, Bruno? Hell yeah. Uh, the first CD I ever bought with my own money was Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. Of course it was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I was in the fifth grade. I was Drinking a beer. Right. I was like, I could go for <laughs> right. some Alanis right now. I was pissed at the world, having a beer, listening to Alanis. Like, rain. It was ironic, okay? Yo, 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 <laughs> yo, yo, yo. I don't know. Yo, yo. <laughs> So if, if you watch that scene again, what is it? Does she say you like three times? Yeah. Like in the real song? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, I don't know. So after the third time he says it, I think Jim and a couple other people go, I don't know. And they kind of stop. <laughs> <laughs> They're waiting for it. The face he's yeah. making. Yo, yo, yo. I remember I bought, like, uh, before that, I was still buying cassette tapes. And I don't really remember the very first cassette I ever bought, but... And I was also recording a lot from the radio. So that's how I <laughs> cool. listen to a lot tapes. of music. Yeah, mixtapes. Um, but Atlantis was definitely the first CD I ever bought. Um, Yours was NSYNC. NSYNC, no strings attached. And it was the first time I ever felt like I had something that you all wanted. <laughs> I remember It was com- a good CD. I remember coming back from the electronic section in Fred Meyer's with the bag, with the receipt, and mom be like, ooh, yeah. And you were like, yeah, ooh, I want to listen to that. I want to borrow that. I'm like, yeah, bitches. <laughs> you yeah. can ask. Yeah, I got it. I I'm got listening to it. It's my CD. I'm I listening just, to it. I got to ask to. if you want to listen to it's, it. I, and I got a taste of like, and we had like a dope, like stereo, like, Total, dad, dad yeah. loved music. So yeah. it was like five or six bricks of like, oh, here's a receiver. Here's a whole thing that just plays cassettes. Here's a whole thing that plays a nine disc CD changer. Like it was like fucking and nine And we levels. had surround sound. And yeah, it, like our living room was the tits to go watch a movie at. And, and then it was listen like, to music. So with that nine uh, changer CD thing, we had like stacks of CDs just laying around it, right? Six. And you know, I had no place to keep like NSYNC, no strings attached. It would just stay over there and shit like that. And then like whenever I'd be in the house, House, I hear it. A fucking sprint dancers. That's mine. Leave it the fuck alone. <laughs> Nobody was allowed to play. Yeah. <laughs> fucking leave it alone. What are you doing? Touching my shit. You touching put a dollar in the jar. Touching my right. shit. My, my CD. Put a dollar in the jar. Exactly. Uh, Anthony. One time we were in a fight of some sort. One of the fucking thousand we were in. He took my CD and he squatched it. He threw it like a frisbee. And I watched it fly, and then it shattered on Good the ground. Good move, Anthony. I started crying. It's a power move. Anthony immediately was like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to <laughs> Look, I'm here myself. Yeah. Don't so, tell mom. Don't tell mom. Was I some, was so upset. Sabrina always was like expressing herself creatively some way or another. So she always had a collage on her door to her room. And whenever we would fight, it would always be oh, here's one step, here's I two steps. I am triggered steps. right now. <laughs> we would always be fighting at like right at the edge of her room, and she would fucking. It, the first step would be her slamming the door this. in my face, and the second step would be me ripping her collage and shit off the wall. Oh, I knew, I knew that was coming. <laughs> and it would always be, "Did you fucking do it again?" <laughs> 
And I'd just be booking, ah, yeah, I'd be yeah. booking it upstairs. Fuck you! That I, I totally forgot times. you used to do that. And I'm now pissed off again. <laughs> I don't know why, but that reminds me of such a cat move. Right. You just fucking. Yeah. Oh god! Yeah. Fucking pull so it down. The run. worst. Yeah, NSYNC, no strings attached. Yeah, Bon Jovi, Crush, and Brandy, you're Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. Yep. Nice it's like rain. Nice little collapse. You live, you learn. All right. We're doing a big one. I'm ready for my number three. Who's your fresh crush? And if you remember, how old were you? I do. Um, how old are you in fourth grade? Nine. Yeah. And I didn't really like know like the what's up with girls type shit at all. And then uh, the pretty much Regina George of our school calls me up one day, Courtney Sturgill, and is like, hey, my friend Katie Wolf likes you. You should like her too. And I was like, okay. Maybe okay. That. Yeah, that's fine. And then just like. That's fine. <laughs> I take you airport. And then that started like a six year like crush. I like you at one point. Okay, I don't like you anymore. And then she was like, I like you at one point. Okay, I don't like you anymore. Like another point for like six years. Until. The Regina George girl Cassie or the wolf girl? fall in line? Um, like the year after. Okay. Uh, she, was, she was like an on off thing and then Cassie came. and then Right. Uh, yeah. I remember. I thought Cassie was before Katie. But. Um. Oh, yeah, shit. No, you're right, God. You guys are fucking, yeah. Okay, so. Th- you guys, fall- I'm just a passive <laughs> watcher here. You guys are right. Okay, fall back to third grade. Um, and this is kind of a sad story. I remember because it was the first, like, it was before I, like, knew how to, like, I didn't feel any shame or anything like that because I'm, shame's not even the right word. Okay, so I, I, I had a crush on this girl named Cassie, and she is the sister of your, one of your best friends, if not your best friend, Mikey. Um, and she sat like next to a dude that I think had also liked her. Um, and he was kind of a piece of shit. Um, I love third grade pieces. (laughs) So I remember one day I I remember talking to Anthony or something like that, or you or something like that. I was like, Hey, I like this girl. What should I do? And then you guys like convinced me to like write her a letter. And I was like, yeah, Uh-oh. okay, okay, yeah, I'll write it and shit like that. And then I remember, like, okay, what do I do now? And I sat it on her desk. And then I was like, okay, she's supposed to read this, and then she's supposed to talk to me or something like that. And she never talked to me. And then um, I remember walking home, and me and this kind of piece of shit Jason kid had, like, the same route walking home. And he was like, yeah, um, I saw you wrote Cassie letter. Stay the hell away from her until I get some new clothes. What? That's literally what is what is uh, uh trip sounded like this. Stay the fuck away from her until I get you new clothes. And I was like, "Fuck, what are you gonna do about it?" or something like that. And I didn't put two and two together until years later that he had obviously taken the note that she never read it. Oh, yeah, oh, that bastard! She we, never knew. There, there was uh, another point. We met in the middle one time where it was like, "I like you, I like you too," type shit, and it was good. She was so hot. Third grade. Yeah, Cassie yeah. Edwards, shout out if you're listening. Love Do you, you. remember yours? Missy. Oh, yeah. When? Third grade. Really? Same family. Mikey Edwards was my first crush really? I ever had. Yeah. I beat you guys by a lot of years. How old were you? I was in preschool. Jeez. I remember this girl's name. Her name was Katie Lemon. 
Katie Lemon. That's like there. so movie. Like Katie Lemon was my first crush. I had a group of it was me, a kid named Dusty Henderson, uh, and a kid named Kyle Kamaui. We like became best friends. Uh, I almost added sleepover on this because I got a Dusty Henderson was mm-hmm. my first sleepover at like three years old. Yeah. Uh, but I remember we hanging out in the sandbox and all of us started talking about Katie Lemon and all of us were like, yeah, dude, Katie. Oh my God. That's so funny. I don't know what we were after at that point in time, but Katie Lemon had it, whatever it was. I remember, I definitely remember like the first time or like seeing Mikey as a kid and like, you know, eyes getting big and like something about that person. I really, right. And my friend Lisa also had a crush on him, so me and her would talk together all the time about it. And Mikey was never interested in me ever in school. And I remember one time we were in the same class in third grade, and I remember I was trying to like show off in front of him. Oh no! We were reading partners, and I kept like speed reading ahead of him, and he just told on me, and I got yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking narc! I know. Over here trying to impress him. Yeah. Right. keeps reading ahead of me. That was still back in the days of like, um, sorry, this girl is reading ahead of me. Oh, girls can't read faster than boys. Stop it, you witch. Right. He's gonna burn you. And so he She's ended trying up, to burn me. He ended up dating all of my friends. And then finally, somewhere along the line in junior high, I heard that Mikey like had a crush on me. And I was so irritated by it. I was like, I too was, late, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, way too late. Like, Mr. Chance. Exactly. He stole me the um, uh, the Titanic soundtrack from Fred Myers for Valentine's Day. Of course. That's such Hot a shit. Mikey Edwards thing right. to do. Something golden, but still a little white trash. Right. Uh, you know who else would absolutely do <laughs> and that? And then we were like best friends after that. Cody would do the exact same thing. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then now Mikey is definitely one of my best friends. <laughs> I married him to his wife. They live in the house he grew up in. It's a beautiful thing. That's nice. Talk about sounding like a movie. Yeah. Also, Katie Lemon, if you're out there, hit me up. Right? What's going on? What's going on? I've tried Chime looking in. for her. I couldn't find her. Yeah. Really? She's a little blonde-haired girl. Mm, love me some blondes. You ever been with Blonde Halpert? It's the big leagues. Jesus. <laughs> I have. Brina, you, for, you ready? Yeah. First international travel, go. Uh, okay. Should we? Are we talking about just out of the country in general, or like abroad travel? Open to interpretation, dude. Okay. So the first time I ever left the country was to Vancouver, BC, with, with Nana and Ray. Nana and Ray. Yeah, that's what's up. That's our. That's our grandparents. Yeah, that's my dad's mom and stepdad. And call them Ray. He wasn't a real grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> They took, they took me, Anthony, and Derek all separately up to Canada. Got my first pair of Doc Martens up there, um, and went shopping. And the Backstreet Boys were up there when I was up there. It was super fun. We ate a lot of good food. Um, and the first time I ever went abroad was <laughs> broad. Uh, um, was with my ex boyfriend, and we went to Croatia. And we were there for like five days and or five days or a week. I can't remember. And then we stopped. Let's go six. Okay. Happy medium. Yeah. We stopped in Venice on the way home and then had a 12 or 10 hour overnight, 12 hour overnight in Paris and stayed up all night and partied 
in Paris. It Fuck was yeah. Super fun. Fun night. Yeah, it was really Back fun. Back when night. the relationship was good. Uh, that's debatable. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it was it was a fun experience for me. He was at a uh like a workshop the whole time in Croatia, so I got to bop around by myself during the day. Did all the museum tours, walked the city walls. In Dubrovnik is where they were filming some of Game of Thrones, and it was just getting started. That's cool. Um, it was a really beautiful area. Didn't hurt Croatia is nice. Yeah, I would go back in a heartbeat. I would go back in a heartbeat. That's cool. Yeah. How about you guys? Nate, what was yours? Mexico. Nice. Obviously. Right. You live like a stone's throw away from it. Your Canada is my Mexico. Right. Right. I did that too. I flew alone um, to our one of our best friends together. Uh, yours is best man to Brett's. Uh, Brett's family had a timeshare and they had it in Cabo. And there and Brett was like, "Hey, my parents said you can come if you want." And I was like a waiter at the time, and I was like, "Sure, let me save up six hundred dollars for this ticket." And I didn't know anything about flying, and I was just like, "Yeah, I found a ticket. It's pretty cheap." And uh, I had to fly. I mean, obviously. I was alone, so I didn't know. I was like 23, though, so I was like alone, but like I could figure the shit out on my own. Uh, first leg from Portland to Phoenix, and I had a 15 hour layover. So I took like the train and shit there, and then went to Cabo for like five days. It was amazing. And then one leg back to LA, 14 hours, and just fucking stayed in the airport for 14 hours. And then, Jesus. And then flew back home. And then I went to Seoul, Korea twice, like two years ago. That was cool. You went to Canada as a kid, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But like we're talking like first real. Right. Canada don't count. Oh. <laughs> when they look like you and speak the same language, they don't count. Ow. First abroad was Switzerland. Nice. That's cool. That's a cool one, too. I, wanna, I still want to go to Switzerland. Never had a desire to go. Had an internship there, and now I want to go back. Nice. So I can go back. Yep. That's awesome. Uh, Nate's next? Yep. Oh, I am? I just read for you. That was your first international travel. I know. Oh, that's I, right. I didn't realize that. Let's You're get correct. one of these big ones. I don't care. Give me one of them big ones. Don't. My bad. Uh, Nate, describe your very first car. And did you give it a name? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> This is a good one. Did I? <laughs> My very first car was a 1988. I got to remember the year. I think it was an 88 Mercury Tracer station wagon. Amazing. You had a fucking station wagon as your first car. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Silver exterior. Silver interior. What? The um did not hold coolant. <laughs> so it would overheat all the time. I constantly had three bottles of coolant in, in the back, not trunk, but the back area. Yeah. Because again, <laughs> this is a no station trunk. wagon. Yeah. Uh we had to drive around with the heat on in the summer. I mean you grew up in San Diego. San Diego, very hot there. Uh, but I was also a very old kid for my class. Like I was on the older end, so I got my license forever before everybody. So when I was driving around, people complained. I said, "Well, you can get out, right? You know, it would overheat sometimes. I'd have You've to got shut it two off." Legs. 
uh, during the summer, there were some times that if there was an extremely long stoplight, I would have to shut it off so it didn't overheat and then start it back up when the green light went. And in San Diego, this is uh, this was an automatic. We did not drive manuals. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's awesome. But I fucking decked it out. I got the plastic spinner wheels because spinner wheels were cool. From, oh like, my Walmart. god! You Put were those like on there. my ride. Uh, got the uh, air nozzle covers that lit up that beeped. So when what? you drove, it made a circle. And cool. also had a light inside that plugged into my the cigarette lighter that beat to the music. Shut up. That's awesome. <laughs> oh my god. The coolest thing the coolest thing I had in the car was for one of my birthdays, my parents got me a CD, like a a deck that like a new one that mm-hmm. the like you know they the cover the used face to come comes off. off. Yep. Yeah. Got me one of those and new speakers everywhere. That sounds awesome. The one cool thing I did with my car uh, was our older brother put a PA system in his first car. So I did Which the same thing. Which is the coolest thing. I want to yeah. do that to Frau so, so we, bad still. We would just drive around like, you know, with the fucking little, like, little dispatch microphone. Like, hey, queer. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I got to find this car. I don't think it was. I think it was a maybe a 98. Oh, but it was still old as yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, but it was an awful car. But it was a great car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I think everybody should have to have a shit car. Right. I loved my first car. I held onto it for quite a while. Um, it was a '89 Honda Civic hatchback, and it was red. And I named it the Little Red Riding Hood. Hey, that was m- the name of my last car. No way. Yeah. Um, and. I would just like to point out that I it stated you sold it to me for eight hundred, mm-hmm. and uh, she was then transformed into the Red Rider. Yeah, well, a lot of people called it the Red Rider. Some people called it the Red Ripper. Um, I my formal name for it was Little Red Riding Hood, though. Um, she went through a lot with yeah. me. No, she uh, she was a bad bitch. Yeah, she got I rear-ended somebody in it took me forever to save up the money to get it fixed and then a week after that i went down to eugene to go visit anthony at college some asshole backed into her broke out the back window i was so upset about it that i just left the glass in there and i remember one time like willis if you're listening i don't know if you remember this but i made willis right in the back where all the glass was but i put a towel down for him to sit on top of it we drove across the Carrie was sitting in the front. We drove across the Young's Bay Bridge, and the window was still busted out. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it was a class act. And then I f- had the hood flew up on the bridge one time. Uh, totally Tommy boyed it in that car. <laughs> Carrie was with me for that one, too. Um, yeah. I loved that car. She was a manual, four-speed. Oh. That but dang. Silver. It was my grandpa's old car. Sexy. That's awesome. Yeah, that is sex on four wheels. I smell sex on Did you name four that one? Wheels. Yeah. I can't remember. I don't think so. Derek, did you name your first car? I did not, just because I didn't want to put any like thing more feminine on it. It was a '96 <laughs> two-door Chevy Cavalier that was teal, and it was it was literally like. Hey, let's go to the peach pit. Like, <laughs> oh my god! 
<laughs> like I was already fruity enough. We were nine oh two one oh theme song in it. Right. <laughs> right. So yeah, that was it. Very good. I like first car stories. And coolant you, was the most frustrating thing I've ever And if I you bet. listen to our previous podcast, you know in dramatic fashion what happened to my first car. There was um, one more little story. There was a point in time that uh, Little Red Riding Hood, I can't remember if it was a starter or if it was like a fuel pump or what was going on, but sometimes my car would not restart and I would just be stuck and like so trying over and over and over to get it going. And if it was on any sort of hill, I could get it going you know, because it was a stick, but, um, there was a time that it got so bad that when I would go get gas in Oregon and they would fill it up for you, I would ask them, can I just keep my car running? Cause I don't know if it's going to start again. And they would let me get my gas oh my filled God. with the car still on. That's nice of them. I know. If I went over 70 miles, my speedometer only went up to 80. And if I went over 70, the whole car would start shaking. <laughs> Scary. All right, Nate, give me my fourth one. Who is your first best friend? I know this. <laughs> don't try and correct me this time, Sabrina. <laughs> I don't know who the hell your first best friend was. Yeah, he also shared the same profession I'm in right now. My first friend, uh, best friend was JT Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah. I he, remember that. He was cool as shit. Um, I thought you were going to say your first best friend was some flight attendant. He is a flight attendant he, now. No, no, no. Yeah, but... but I'm assuming first best friend, you're a child. Uh-huh. I, I thought child Derek had a flight attendant <laughs> friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, he's also a flight attendant for Frontier. Um, his dad, uh, his mom is cool as shit because his mom's a flight attendant under, sort of under our air group. And I see her every once in a while in uh, the airport, wherever, you know, wherever we are. And it's, we'll always catch up for a half hour and she'll tell me how her son's doing and things like that. I think he lives in Florida, owns his own house. Um, he's doing good, but his dad was an architect. So they always kind of had money. So his house is always super nice. And he always had like the brand new like Nintendo 64 games. Oh, yeah. And he had a pool table in his house. Those friends were the best. Yeah, and he just always had cool, fun shit. We always played with Legos together. Uh, I remember one obsession he had was the Beanie Baby craze. And oh, he had so many be- Beanie well. Babies. And he would look at me and be like, dude, look at this. I just got another shelf to hold all my Beanie Babies because above his uh, bed, he had like one, two, three, four, five shelves and they all were like very nicely, almost in a collage type like... Placement? Yeah, like... Meticulously put there? The giraffe is uh, holding hands with like the bunny and shit and like he had five shelves worth of like Beanie Babies. Did he have the Princess Diana Beanie Baby? I'm sure he did. I did. Did you really? Go Nate. I had a lot of Beanie Babies and I had a lot of the bears. Nice. Which, I don't know if you guys knew the bears were the hot shit. <laughs> no, our parents would have never let us get into Beanie Babies. Yeah, I, uh... Pokemon our, cards, too. Yeah, Beanie Babies. Remember when people were like, yeah, I'm going to pay my college tuition with these Beanie Babies. And, like, McDonald's one time released, like, Beanie Babies. And I had all of them. That was a <laughs> big deal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Anytime McDonald's did a promotion, like, the, the, the Monopoly. Oh, huge. the Monopoly is still fun. Safeway does a Monopoly. Oh, yeah, they and do. And that's fun. You know you're not going to win. Right. But it's, it's still, still fun. fun. It's still fun as fuck. 
because it, it puts it puts a little Willy Wonka joy like name into your heart. Like, ooh, one point five million dollars in a new boat. It's amazing. I could win that. It's amazing. I could win, Mom. We, uh, you're stay sucker then. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, exactly. I never do the. Um, Fine, let's go to Denny's and I'm making you fucking money. I hate you anyway. I'm, JT's mom is so much cooler than you. Oh my god. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I hate being a mom. Um, I've never played the um, Safeway Monopoly, and I didn't know that they were doing it until a long time. But then they started asking, "Are you playing Monopoly?" And I'm like, "Oh no, but you can give it to the next person, whoever they're playing." They just <laughs> right. Thank you. Thank you. Are you oh sure? My, oh my god, are you serious? Right. She opens it right there. Oh my god, I just instantly won a million dollars. Fucking, I know I'm playing. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Just kidding. Yeah, and his uh, JT's uh, dad coached my first uh, like baseball team I was on, so that was cool. There you go. So I think I was the only one in the family who played baseball too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, played all the, and I was the only one to wrestle. Yep. I think I was the only one to play golf. Yep. I was the only one to do cross country. Yep. You did track though. I did. I threw in track. Yeah, me too. I did field. I also did like uh, the Fat Man relay. I I did that too. <laughs> I was on the track. Team I lettered my in track. Me too. Yeah. I was on the f- track team my freshman year without doing anything for track. Same. My freshman year was the so I ran hurdles in junior high in track and threw shot put. But then when I got into high school, I'm not a runner. Never have been. Terrible. And so I just decided to throw. And I didn't want to do any of it. The reason why I went into track was because we had these like really hot exchange students and they were in track and track was right across the street from my house. So I was in track. I would lay in the grass and listen to my disc man. And then when people started leaving, Jason Teal was my coach and I would go, hey, Teal, can I go? You go throw a three and then you can go. And that was it. So my freshman year, the sports went football, football season, soccer season, track volleyball oh weird i played football and soccer for my high school and then ever since i started as the running back in football the track coach was trying to get me to run track and i said "Eh, yeah i don't know maybe i don't really i'm like you i don't like running for no reason yeah stupid i'm just terrible at it god i could just imagine i've never seen you play football in my life but the way i've seen you play soccer where your acceleration is literally, if we all had attributes and you could have zero acceleration all the way up to a thousand, you were at a thousand where you would literally be standing still. Oh, he's running fucking 300 miles per hour. Oh, he's standing still again. I couldn't even imagine you like, okay, take the hand off, go through Actually the running for sport. Yeah. I was pretty fast, but I was much quicker than I ever was fast. Uh, but yeah, I, I fucked people up in football. I wish I would have played. Ugh. Anyway. The track coach was trying to get me to run track, and when it was getting before the season, you know, before everything starts, I wanted to go play volleyball because I like ball sports more than fucking run to that line sports. Right. And so he's like, uh, so you going to come out for track? I was like, uh, I don't think so. I think I'm going to play volleyball. And he's like, all right, I'm going to put you on the roster anyway, <laughs> just in case you change your mind. I'm in the year. I've never, I never went to a practice. I never signed up to be there. I never did anything in and the year. And you were counted on the, the squad. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I was so bad at running my, uh, my throwing coach Teal, he was timing all of us on like a 50 yard dash 
and he was so like borderline disgusted with my time. He made me go do it again because he didn't think it was real. <laughs> I was like, this is as fast as I go. This is it. You're getting this it. Is all PR, I can, mark right, it down. This is all I can do. It was pretty bad. Cool. Yeah. Ready for your number four, Brina? Yeah. That was the best friend one still? God damn. Right. We went down the road. <laughs> yeah. Damn, do we? I mean, yeah, I liked it. It was a yeah. good conversation. It was just, we're talking about sports. I thought it was the first sport one. He, It, it wasn't, I don't think it was that long, though, because he started going off about the baseball Oh, that's coach. right, that's right, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Brina, what was your first job, and do you remember your first check? My very first job was when I was 15, and it was at Subway. I was a sandwich artist. Um, Artist. Are you laughing? Yes. Um, My older brother already had a job there. I remember applying for it, um, and I had already had some friends that worked there. And I got the job, and I remember picking up my first paycheck I don't remember the, the amount. I want to say it was something like 280 or just right around 300, like give or take somewhere in there. Wasn't a whole lot of money, but I remember opening it up and walking out of the store and seeing the number and being so jacked that all of that money was mine. I had, I had to do nothing with it, but spend it. I mean, I didn't have any responsibilities. Nobody had cell phones by then. I didn't even have a car. Like, it was just my money to spend. It was awesome. So great. That yeah. first paycheck, when uh, you described it perfectly, you see those numbers and you're like, <gasps> right. I mean, it was probably one of the biggest sums of money I've ever received in my life at that point. I can do whatever I want with this. Right. And I loved working there. It was so much fun. Anthony worked there. Um, Mitchell Simonson worked there, Emily Johnson, Mark Gannaway, uh, Lindsay Forney, Ashley Lukasik, bunch of people freaking worked there, Matt Allen. Um, and we all hung out together. Like there was one summer where we were all working there and we were all hanging out. We were all fucking partying after work. My friends would come in if I had to close and hang out at Subway. It was so fun. Eat fresh. It was so fun. And free sandwiches, I assume. We were technically only allowed one free sandwich well, yeah. on the shift, and it was only a six-inch sandwich, but probably went over that a few times. I love the, you know, they're, they're not for on-air, but the off-air stories at Subway are good. Right. <laughs> so what was your fun. first job? Dairy Queen. I was a cook at Dairy Queen. And we could I, have had a nice meal with our first jobs. I was I Jamba Juice. Oh, and nice. I didn't, I didn't spend a dime of my first check until, and, 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 I, it's not, and I didn't want to either, until it reached like $1,000 in my bank account. Because wow. I, didn't, I didn't know, I, I, it was the first time I had money, and I was just kind of like, oh, what am I supposed to do with this type shit? Like, and, and like you said, you didn't have any responsibilities or That's bills. so strange. You've always had like a hole burning in your pocket whenever right. you had money. Except like I, it was, it helped that I was like, oh, here's this number, and that number is X, and I can watch it grow if I keep doing this, and I have my own bank account And it account was like now. check form, so you never saw the cash. Right. Yeah. And it was like, and I, I never had a debit card, so it wasn't easy for me to spend. I had to like go talk to a bank teller and get it. To get your money. Right. 
And I remember being depositing a check and having it be over a thousand dollars. I remember being at a school dance and passing this like my it was my bank receipt with my balance on it to who I was dancing with and I handed it to Ashley Johnson. This like, story does not surprise me in the least. <laughs> and I was like, look how much fucking money I have. This is awesome. Oh God. Hey baby, you like what you see? Right. <laughs> right. And God. like, it makes me cringe now that I did that, but I was You're so You're going pr- to homecoming with the richest guy in two counties. I was so proud. <laughs> hey Brett, you got that much? <laughs> we had a, we had a conveyor belt that would cook the meat. That's how it got cooked. We didn't put it like on a, a like a fryer or a stove. A it was just like a slow, like conveyor belt. So we would go, we would go into the walk-in, and take the cookie dough from Blizzard's. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and cook cookies. Push that together and nice. fucking push it through and make cookies. It was cool. Nice. We did all, We did all the bad shit at Dairy Queen. Oh, we freaking unloaded everything at Subway. Cookies before they even hit the oven. Just. <laughs> In chunks of cookie dough, all the different kinds. Stuffing. Right, turkey. Nate, what was your first awesome. job? Jamba juice. Nice. God, you're a fucking magnificent human being sometimes. Rolling up in that tracer. <laughs> <laughs> Flip the visor up. People are just like, how many, how many people you elbow at that last concert? Fuck, 100. <laughs> Maybe even 200. Count all your kills. You're supposed to say, hello, welcome in. What's up? Welcome in. Fuck, you were cool. Just a little Southern California kid. Right. All I, felt, I felt cool. That's awesome. I know. God. It was the, cool those... working there, though, because you could make all your different drink. Like, you could try different things. Do your things. own, yeah. I made the, there used to be this one called the Orange Orange Dream. It was, it was supposed to be like an orange creamsicle. Mm-hmm. The way I made it was 10 times better. Oh, nice. So fun. High school jobs are fun. Got to learn all those secret flavors, like the Starburst and the Gummy Bears and all those. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Who's next? Derek, are you next? I think my second job I'm is next. Nike. Yeah, it is. Oh. Yeah. You just asked me how my first job was. That's right. And you don't remember because you've been drinking alcohol since you were 11. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, roasted. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Nate, can you remember your first date? Mm-hmm. Drugs. Mm-hmm. Nate and Katie Lemon <sighs> sitting. I wish <laughs> sitting in a lemon tree. Yeah. First date. I mean, there were things that weren't really dates, you know. Right. And I don't remember any of those. Okay. Yeah. But I think but- I do remember my first like. Became my girlfriend. Maybe not the first date, but I got a good story All about right. this girl. Let's hear a date story. So the first girl I dated, her name was Kendra. And I asked her out, and it was a really weird, like, for some reason I was, I didn't want to tell my parents I had a girlfriend. So we'd only see each other, like, every two weeks. She went to the sister school. Okay. For all those out there in I, uh, podcast land, I went to an all-guys private school. We had an all-girls private school that was like down the street not walking distance but down the street yeah so we like meet up every couple weeks and i just tell my parents i was going to the movies with my friends and they drop me out because this is pre-car i'm pre-driving right they drop me off i go do the thing so i was dating this girl for a while this is freshman year of high school 
dating this girl for a couple months. I remember we meet up, we go to the movies, whatever, and we're making out. Mm. And like, I grabbed her butt, like while we were making out, you know. And I remember, I remember, this is like four or five months into the relationship. I remember I was really good friends with one of her friends, and she came up to me and she's like, "Yeah, Kendra was really came back and like told us all. She was really pissed you did that." I was like, "What?" She's like, "Yeah, she was like Nate grabbed my butt and all this." I was like, "I've been dating for like five months. Like, is that not allowed? Are you you're mad about me about that?" And it blew me away. I don't know if that's as fun a story as it was to be, but <laughs> that, that that would boggle my mind. I remember being like hearing the conversation. I thought she was joking. I was like, "Oh," she's like, "Yeah." She was really mad, and I was like, "What? For real?" My body, my because she didn't say anything about it. like right. there was no change in demeanor. She was going along with it. She didn't say anything after. Right. She, she was, didn't act uncomfortable. She like, right? She was going through it in her own head. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, like, sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nate, we talked to Kendra and she said you guys are breaking up and you grabbed her ass. <laughs> I really wanted the friend too. Well, <laughs> nice. Like, she was my really good friend, but I wanted her. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very usher of you. That is cool. Yeah. Derek, do you remember your first date? I do. Um, funny story because it just correlates what we were just talking about. about my bank account and shit. Um, so this girl who was way out of my league and she ended up being a porn star. Um, she got the receipt for a thousand dollars somehow. Yeah, and she I'm came not, up to me. I'm not going to say any names, but if you're listening she ate from the receipt back home, paper doesn't make you sick. there's only like five or six girls that did porn in our little community. She worked for my dad. Only five or six. I know no one in my community that's done porn. Yeah, we had a very warped community. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I came in to like see my dad about something one time, and she saw me, and then like through f- she was like friends with Porsche or something like that, and then had Porsche like say be like, hey, uh, let's call her uh, fucking Sarah, and she's like, Sarah's got a little crush on you, fucking. I'm like, oh, cool, fucking a. Like I didn't know how to like talk to girls at the time, so I'm like, fuck, awesome. I, fuck, what am I supposed to do now? Type shit, like, and then I think she had got my number or something like that. Or she called me from my dad's work, and I thought it was my dad back when, like, our landline, I had a caller ID. So I picked up the phone one time, and I was at home, and I was like, hey, what's up, dude? And she was like, hey, is this Derek? It's like, Derek, this is Sarah. Hey, what's up? I mean, I, I, did Portia talk to you? What's What are you doing? I get off work at, like, 5. Do you want to, like, go to Plaza Jalisco, which was, like, uh, like the Mexican restaurant or something like that? I'm like, yes. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll see you. Are you going to pick me? She drove, and I didn't. She had like a little hatchback Volkswagen Golf. I was like, okay, pick me up at six or something like that. And immediately got on MSN Messenger. And that's like the chat service when it's like, you're basically in a chat room with people you know. And there's like 40 names. And I was looking down the list. And I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. Okay, here's one. Hey, Javonis, hey, man, you there? Like, just put a message on him. He's like, what do you want? And I was like, dude. And I filled him in. I'm like, can you take me to the bank and then take me in Maurice's? I need to get clothes. Oh, my God. <laughs> So he went to the bank and got like money out and then went to Maurice's and got like oversized jeans that didn't fit me and then a shirt that made me look like I taught uh, at a youth group. <laughs> like it was a button up with a bunch of stripes on it. Oh and I think I bought like a puka shell necklace too. And it was just, Goodbye. Yeah. 
Puka shell right. necklaces were hot. Right. Um, yeah, and then we went there, got a couple kisses out of it. It was cool. I have one <laughs> question. You brought this up twice. You yeah. guys use MSN Messenger? Uh, I used ICQ. <laughs> yeah. What are these things? Was this a local brand? It wasn't. We thought it was, though, but apparently it's all over the world. But our, for some reason, our community got balls deep into this messenger service called ICQ. Then once people started going to college, MSN Messenger and then AI. There you go. That's the one. Right. That became popular. But in high school, ICQ was the shit. That was the first like taste of freedom. I was using AIM since like seventh grade. See, we didn't have anything in junior high. This came out like freshman or sophomore year of my high school. Um, What was your guys' names? Do you remember? Oh, my first email was was Wheezy. Like from like back when Little Wayne was Little Wheezy. It was Wheezy69 underscore at... uh, hotmail.com and it was just sh- I think it was heavy D for the longest time because I was like oh that's also my initial and then that and then it was uh, D rock yeah mine was Brenda Dan's and I had the little asterisks on each side mine was the Nader factor for a long time nice because that's what one of my keepers called me <laughs> he's like I don't know why I just want to call you the Nader factor because every time you get the ball it's like the Nader factor it was so much fun, though. Me and Anthony would fight over <laughs> I didn't it. Didn't get it. We being able to talk to other people from other schools in your community. I mean, that's how we got like figured out. Do your homework and put out. the fucking away messages up so people know you're doing some okay, cool shit. Yeah. So ba- all the chat services worked the same. So it was like it told you who was online at the time, and it told you like you have 42 friends online. Here are their names. You have 342 friends offline. Like I'm like that's the same way ICQ worked. And I remember being like, I was always treated unfair because I didn't get the same shit they got and stuff like that. So they always got to like be on the computer. And I remember like, it's my fucking turn to use the computer. I'm on ICQ. And I was signed in. I had like two friends. <laughs> and it was like, you have zero friends online. And I remember Anthony and Sabrina would just like be behind me, like looking like, I need to get on. What are you doing? It's my turn. Get the fuck <laughs> off. Talking to yourself. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Leave me alone. I'm on. <laughs> it's my. I get to use it too. You know. I don't want to talk to my friends while you're over my shoulder. Ex- exactly. And Anthony. It was just like- Anthony would always somehow fucking convince me to give him the computer. He would always somehow justify. I'll be on for ten minutes. That's it. I just need to talk to somebody. And I'd be like, ah fine 10 minutes and i would be like lingering and pacing behind him like ready hours later he would give it to me back absolutely hated it every single time okay i remember that's a move that's a good move so people would be invisible on that and you would like hope that they were online and then the fucking uh uh-oh little message would come up like i knew you were on (laughs) fucking knew you're lying you bitch i know you're lying um so we had a back room it was like a second living room in our house, and we had a big screen TV back there, and my PlayStation was hooked up to that TV, and right next to the TV was the computer, and my PlayStation power cord was starting to like break. The plastic was breaking on it, and like the wires were showing, and the computer chair was metal. And I remember like you guys were on, and you guys would like piss me off, and I would like touch the fucking chair, and it would spark. Psychopath. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You don't know what it was like growing up, Nate. It's fucking awful. 
a fucking omen kid <laughs> over here. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it's my turn to use the computer. Seriously, yeah. Just fucking touching wires. Yeah. <laughs> that was literally the old Chinese dude from the end of the lethal weapon. He forgot more about pain than you've ever known about. God. If you tell me what I need to know, he'll kill you quick. Oh my god. But it was just it was it was I, I try and like look at that in third person. It was so sad yet somewhat adorable that I was like, We can tell you have two friends, they're but I, I saw Drew, he's at Fred Myers right now, he's not on, I swear to God. <laughs> oh my god. Aim was the shit. Aim yeah. was the shit. Uh Nate, give me my five. Give me my wedge. Is it it's four, isn't it? Nine iron, huh? Nope. Oh, nope. You threw your first one. This one sucks. Bring it on. No, I'm going to pick another one for you because now that we've done these, this one sucks. It's not going to go anywhere. Okay. And we're just going to talk forever about cell phones. Okay. <laughs> it was what is your what was your first cell phone? That's yeah, amazing. that one does suck. Nokia. Mine too. Had the parachute game. Real quick, before you answer this question, it was just, and I don't want anyone to follow me with their stories, but it was the best thing that's ever happened. Uh, I was Wow. I'm going to tell a story, but you can't tell your story. <laughs> right. <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. I just didn't want to add me because I was on the same thing. I didn't want to like tangent into another 40 minutes. What's your first car accident? <laughs> <laughs> should, should I do this one? Because we've already talked about this. Okay. Do a short synopsis. Uh, went around Dead Man's Corner with my knee trying to take the wheel at 70 miles an hour. Did not go well. Totaled. First sexual experience. Okay. I'm going to say that if you can remember it too, it doesn't have to be sex, just your sex. First first sexual experience. Uh, shit. Where'd they touch you? Hmm. Can you show us on this where the angel touched you? <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, okay. Do okay, it. Okay, okay. Slow, slow. Touched by an angel. Okay, going to use the... I used to watch that show. Um, it was my junior year of high school mm. and, uh, this, I think this freshman girl had played like volleyball. So every time we, like, we would get off the football, like field, she would be there and it just kind of like in passing and I was just like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? Like, and then it was pretty much how everything else were back in the day like one of my like just mutual girlfriends was like hey sarah likes you i was like cool is this how you found out anybody liked you pretty much <laughs> yeah i think we've heard three different right stories have, yeah so this one friend i had came up and they're like hey sarah likes you and I was like, uh, yeah, I was a, I'm oblivious now, but I was a li- oblivious, way oblivious back then. I was like, ah, oh, cool. Um, yeah, so we brought, um, we got booze. For, we was, I was like, what, 16, 15, 16 at the time. And we had like got one of like our older friends to like buy us booze for this weekend, like party. You call me the alcoholic. Yeah. Wow. And then... I didn't want to say it. She brought me to, we like made out all night and it was cool. And it was like, oh my God, I have a girlfriend. This is cool. She wasn't my girlfriend or anything like that. But, and then she had brought me to the bathroom and 
she like sat me down on the toilet and started undoing my pants. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, what are you doing? And she's like, um, sucking your dick. And then I was like, well, you don't have like herpes or anything, do you? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? You're laughing, but good on you. Right. And then she was like, no, her exact response goes, no, I don't have any mouth fungus. And I was like, okay, continue. I don't like this girl. Right. <laughs> I, that was like the only time I ever hooked up with her. <laughs> Got a little BJ in the bathroom. There we go. Nice job. It was cool. That was a good first experience. I just remember, like, she, I was wearing khaki shorts at the time, and then when she, like, took those off, I was just wearing whitey tidies. (laughs) 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 And I was just like, okay, I've gone this far. Here we go. (laughs) But I was full, I was full of confidence back then. I was just like, oh, yeah, football team, I'm cool. I also do quiz bowl. I'm funny as fuck. And I didn't like track jackets were just becoming a thing from like American Eagle and Hollister and Abercrombie and Fish. And I was wearing those with polos with a fucking puka shell necklace. And I was oh, like, fucking God. badass. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking badass. I'm glad you had the confidence back then. Yeah. Where is it? I think you Life takes it. the way from you. <laughs> Life steals it. It steals <laughs> everything. It steals uh, your knees. Nate, what was your first sexual experience? Uh. The first like one that's pretty relevant that I can remember is uh, with my girlfriend, I believe, sophomore year. Maybe it was later. I can't remember. But she had a trampoline in the back, and we'd always go out on the back trampoline because like, her parents are home, so we'd go out there to make out and stuff. I remember one time she just took off her shirt and then took off her bra, and I was like, oh! <laughs> I mean, I didn't say that out loud. That was, that was so Paul Rudd. <laughs> but I, was oh. just, I just remember like being like, all right. Didn't expect this, but let's go. Felt my first booby. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Trampoline booby. Trampoline boob. And that, and that wasn't Katie Lemon? No. Ah. No lemon tit. Katie. Sour. Where have you been all my life? Titty sour like lemon. <laughs> Gun is sticking into my hip. Ah. Very nice. That is very cool. That's very cool. On the tramp? On the tramp. Derek, you want to ask Brina her her final question? Yeah, sure. I thought you were gonna say Derek, you know, I just no, 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 no. no experience. Nope. And I was like, no, that's why I asked you, motherfucker. Nope. <laughs> All right. Brina, what's your first date? Did we do this? Or no? Oh, whatever. We did. Yeah. Because I talked about Kendra. Right. It wasn't my first date, okay. but... This yeah. whole thing. I yep. know. Fucking amateur hour over here. Oh, here we go. This has a little disclaimer, and it says, the, and it says do not ask Nate. <laughs> it's only because I couldn't remember probably <clears throat> the story. Brina, what was your first big disappointment? Yeah, I don't have... I don't remember. Um, The first thing that I can remember being super disappointed about was I ran for class president in the third grade and my friend also ran for class president and I lost and I thought I was going to win, but I ended up losing and I was so sad about it. I cried my little eyes out and walked home and 
I think my mom either was home or found out about it because I think Lisa won it. And this Lisa girl, I know she was around a lot. Bitch. And, uh, told Lisa's mom and told Lisa. And so I had to deal with that. <laughs> like, no, it's fine. Like, no big deal. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I was so upset though. That was the first time I ever, like, I think I ever really lost anything. And I was really hoping to get it. But yeah, eight, eight year old little Sabrina didn't make class president. Well, that's just sad. Right. And I walked my sorry ass home. Well, losers walk home. Right. Lisa probably got a limo back to her house. Probably did. Probably got a parade that led it too. I ran for student body president in high school. You nerds. And it was gonna be uh, was, the campaign was me against Olivia. And I told her I told her this story in my speech at her wedding. And we were gearing up our campaigns and then our principal called me in and he was a huge man. He was six foot ten. And he had my transcript in one hand and a sandwich in the other. And he's like, Danzel, you have a 1.8 GPA. You're not running for fucking <laughs> student body president. <laughs> and he was just like, sorry, bud. Can't do it. And that was the end of that. That's so funny. Congratulations, Olivia. I ran yeah. for um, Sergeant at Arms my senior year. You and the only reason I did it was because I knew I could give a speech in front of the whole school. And I ran unopposed. I knew I was going to get it. And Javonis was my campaign manager. And my slogan for my whole campaign was Danzel so hot right now. It's a good manager. Yeah. And um, yeah, gave a fucking kick-ass speech in front of the whole school. Did a shit job at being sergeant at arms. And then that was that. Hmm. That was that. Yeah. Nate's last one? My last one. The last one. The last one. Let's see which one's the best one for you. Yeah, look at all of them. There's only three left. Tell us what your first broken bone was. And we can dive into your first surgery since you've got many, but tell us about your first big injury. We can do both. Yeah. We'll do both. First surgery. I've had a lot of surgeries. I've been doing this in my head. I didn't think, I thought it was normal to have a decent amount of surgeries, but Brina said she's never had surgery. I've had one. One surgery. One surgery. I had. Derek has not had surgery. Yeah. Uh, They didn't put me under, but they had a, like, when I had a severely, like, ingrown toe. They had to, like, numb my whole leg to, like, fucking fix it. I well, think I'm at five. I, I mean, if you can't oral surgery, I had, I got put under anesthesia then, so but I guess two. Me talking about my ingrown toe and your fucking severe knee injuries don't stack up together. I've had five surgeries wow. where they, I'm, like, under, they're cutting something. Jeez. That's wild. I could burn through them real quick, too, yeah. but the first one I had was when I was a little kid. I was playing outside. I got a massive splinter in my foot. It was so big and so deep that they couldn't just pull it out. They had to surgically put me under and cut it out of my foot. It was like a piece of bark. Jesus. Yeah. How does that even get lodged in like that? I don't know. Yeah. I was like three and a half, four. That's all yeah. I remember. I remember the doctor came to my house for some reason. Like he came to our house. And I remember standing at the door with my foot up and he took a marker and drew around like where they were going to cut. <laughs> Weird. That makes me angry because... 
my mom and dad did the same two different things whenever I would get hurt. My dad would always say tough shit, and then my mom would always say, you were so dramatic. Like, I never got anything fixed. So, like, my fingers stay fucked up, and, like, my shoulder stays out of the socket and shit. Well, I have a log in my foot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when, like, I would, like, my toe was getting ingrown, and it would start bleeding under the nail, and it was, like, my, my foot was literally bleeding. It was, like, Mom... I don't know what's going on. This shit really hurts. And she just kept saying, soak it in water. It's fine. Well, did you soak it? Our parents were the type that were like, if you felt bad or felt sick, it was go to school anyways. If you start throwing up, then you can come home. It was yeah. like, if things are really bad, then you can leave. It was but like that you thing that's to go. floating around right now. Like, mom, I'm depressed. Why don't you go to press them dishes? Yeah. So first one was log in the foot. Jeez. Second one was jaw surgery to fix my jaw. Third and fourth one were my first knee injury. Wow. Fifth one was my second knee injury. Probably going to have a number six here with this injury. Gosh. Wow. Uh, wow. First broken bone, though, is actually a pretty funny story. Not for me, but for everybody who listens to it. <laughs> uh, high school dance. Or not high school. Nope. Seventh grade dance. Because we had... I also went to a private middle school, Ooh. and there was a whole like you know slew of them, and they would have like mixer dances. So like all the private schools would get together, and if you wanted to, you could go to this dance at like one of the schools. It changed every week. And I remember I was at this seventh grade dance, and the YMCA came on, and. When you're like you were, someone was telling a story earlier. You got that like little kid show off in you, mm-hmm. you know. Whatever it is, you just want to. You want to be the one that's over the top. Right. You want to be the one that's noticed for whatever is happening. Yeah. So I'm going ham at the YMCA. Well, going up for the M, as my friend was coming down for the Y or from from the Y, going up for the M. I was going mm-hmm. up. He was coming down. We pretty much karate chopped our hands and it broke the growth plate in my finger. Jesus. Oh my God. So fucking YMCA took you out. <laughs> yeah. No, it didn't take me out because I didn't think anything was wrong. Like right. it hurt. Like it felt like it jammed my finger and I got some ice on it, but I was like, whatever, let's keep doing this thing. Right. And then I went to the doctor. My mom took me to the doctor to get it checked out. And they're like, yeah, normally we would just say, eh, you got some, you know, you jammed it or there's a little break. You're good. Like, right. just don't do anything with it. But you broke your growth plate. And at the age that you're at, if you don't get that, if it's not fixed properly, you're going to have one finger that's like a nub finger because it's going to stop growing. Oh, like the growth yeah. plate is broken. Right. And so I had to have a cast for like three months. Jeez. Maybe not that long. Yeah. But I had to get a cast on it. First broken bone. Nice. My first broken bone, I broke my shoulder. I was in the fourth grade and I got launched off of one of those big trampolines. And That's fun. Slammed into the ground. Yeah. And broke my shoulder. And for whatever reason. Broke your shoulder. That's an interesting one. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I don't know what's particular about that injury. They didn't put me in a cast. I had to be in a sling for mm-hmm. over six weeks. A lot of shoulder injuries are that way. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, But that was rough. And then I broke my nose in eighth grade and had to have reconstructive surgery on my face. Oh. It was so bad. Yeah. 
So we had to have a conversation about keeping my nose Asian. Um, so who knows if this is exactly what my nose looked like when I was a kid, <laughs> like how far uh, in and Asian out of my as face. It be. Right. Um, but yeah, I had to have a reconstructive surgery. Derek, have you broken anything? Uh, my shoulder was the one bad injury that I've had. I was diving for a ball in uh, my last intramural playoff basketball game because we ended up losing by one. And it was like the last minute, so it was pretty intense. And I remember the kid was half my size. And like I dove like with my arms outstretched like a Superman dive on the floor to get this ball. And his body just got like in between my head and my shoulder. And I remember it hit and it felt so... It didn't. Hurt. It hurt, but it wasn't like it was extremely painful. It just felt weird. I remember like being on one knee on the court, just like holding my shoulder, like that's this is weird. What's going on? And then uh, I couldn't. I usually sleep with like pretty much holding my holding my pillow under my head, and I couldn't sleep. It was so like uncomfortable and painful. It took up a couple months for me to like feel better, and then like the following summer. We were in mopping, and I got really, really, really drunk and slipped. And think I like I, I think I had torn it partially in that game, and then slipped in the grass when I was drunk and tore it fully. And ever since then, I sneezed one time, and it came out of its socket. I yawned <laughs> one time, awful. and it came out of its socket. And like, I pretty much, I pretty much know how to protect it now. I just can't like overexert that arm. Like I can't block a shot in basketball with it. But like I can, if I keep it close to my body, I can still like bench press or like lift weights with it. But I was learning how to snowboard um, last winter and wiped out and just you know by reflex tried ca- like catching myself and it like got pulled out hard enough and the worst part like I've ever done it to the point where I couldn't like move it and I was just like in the in the snow like laying down like breathing slowly and the girl i was with who was a fucking expert like came over and was like hey what's up you okay you gonna get up and i was like hey i remember (laughs) saying exactly this i go uh in the nicest way possible my arm is out of its socket and she was like okay uh i don't know do we need to go to the hospital or something like that and i was like just unbuckle my like you know fucking boots and then i like was able to get out and i had to like you know, in quotations, find my shoulder to like put it back in. And Jesus. Cause I've done that on the basketball court a couple of times. And I remember it took forever to find. And it felt like when I found it, it was in my stomach. And when it slid back in, it felt like it came from my stomach all the way. And it felt like it took forever to go back, like suck back in. And when it sucked in, it felt like it was electrocuted. I go, Oh, like that. And, I've never vomited like from pain or like acutely where like, Oh, I think I'm kind of going to throw up from drinking, but I felt like my stomach rush up to my throat and then I burped like I was about to throw up, but I didn't throw up. <sighs> so that was the worst I've ever hurt my shoulder. Like and hurt it again last winter. So, so that's my long story. Well, the only other bro- bone I've broken is my ribs. Superman in a snowboarding jump. Jesus. And I don't technically know that I broke my ribs, like for sure, but I'm pretty sure I broke my ribs. I sneezed in campus and was stuck there for five minutes. It hurt so bad. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever broken a rib, but 
it hurts like when you breathe or like yawning because you're just right. expanding you're all that. Expanding. And if it's you moving. sneeze, it's game over. It felt like someone stabbed me in the side. And I had a girlfriend at the time. I sneezed in the middle of the quad, and I remember going, <gasps> and I I bent over, put my hands on my knees, and like slowly got out my phone because I literally could not move. And I texted her. I was like, uh, where are you? And she's like, just chilling at home. What's up? I was like, can you come pick me up? I can't walk home. She's like, what just happened? I was like, I sneezed and I can't, it hurts. Could just, could you come get <laughs> I me? I sneezed and it's real bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. It's everywhere. Oh God. Oh man. Yeah. Broken bones and injuries are fucking gnarly. Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah. Well, this is, a, this is a cool list. Yeah. This was fun. This is really fun. You know, I like the hat episodes. Yeah, I do too. Um, you know who else I think enjoys the hat episodes? Who's that? Larry Weir. <sighs> I love Larry. Right? I feel like he enjoys the things we enjoy. I hope he does. Larry, do you enjoy the things we all enjoy? Chime in. Larry just became director of music at Apartment Water. So. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's a do-nothing job. Where can they find the Apartment Water, Nate? Top that on Instagram. <laughs> Fucking nice, you guys. <laughs> Top that.